Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to the XP Podcast. My name is Rob, and I'm joined by my co-host, Adam. How are you doing today, man? I'm doing okay. It's been <laughs> a wild week. Yeah, yeah. I won't, I won't unpack it all for everyone, but if you know, you know. Yeah. It's been a wild week. I, I can't. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's, it has also been a kind of a bit of a weird week. I've had absolute zero motivation to do things, but it's got to get done, so you got to do it. Mm-hmm. And so that's that's been super, super hard. But look, come on, guys, we're, we're, we're talking about games today. So let's be a little let, let, let's let's pick up the energy up, guys. Let's let's wiggle our shoulders out, stretch it out a bit. If you're in your car, just swerve over to the side, do some jumping jacks and let's get right into the car and let's continue because this is the XP podcast, your biweekly casual podcast where we talk about all things video games and bring topics to the table to discuss for your amusement. If you have any comments, questions, concerns, topics or corrections, you can let us know in the comments section of this YouTube video or if you're listening on the podcast service, you can tweet at us at Ambitious Casual or email us the old fashioned way at XP podcast at ambitiouscasual.com. I have a different email on there from a different podcast by accident. I almost messed up right there. And then uh, utilize the timestamps. Guys, who, those who are listening to the podcast on your podcast service of choice, utilize the description and then you can see the, the time codes and jump into the areas that you actually want to. This show, there's not going to be a lot of jumping around. Uh, I don't really have quick bits at all. Actually, we're just going to go right into the main topic of the show because it's a big one and it's it, it, it's a big deal. Now, Nintendo Direct happened on the 23rd of September, and in our group chat, some of y'all are noticing Austin's not here. Uh, he's been lost for a couple days, and so they're trying to find him. Don't know what happened to him, but uh, I'm, I'm hoping they find him. But we've been kind of communicating within our group chat. He's actually not lost. Uh, people, we've been trying to communicate in our XP podcast group chat about Okay, the direct is coming. There's some rumors that are happening. Uh, Adam owes me a hundred push-ups. Like, there's a lot of stuff that happened. <laughs> I do. And so, yeah. Bef- without going into everything, Adam, I want to give you the the ability to start first. What is the first thing that popped up that that just one either blew your mind or like you were extremely excited that you actually got announced at the direct? Oh, let's see. Excited. Um, first thing that popped out. I, honestly, the thing I'm maybe most excited is just that we have a, a release date for Triangle Strategy. <laughs> <laughs> that is a very good point. That is a very good point. Um, ju- just because I'm super, super interested in that game and, and very excited to play it. So March, um, you know, is not too far no, no. away. You know, it's like, what, six months now? So that that's doable. I can wait six months. Um, I don't think anyone's surprised that they just dropped Project off the front and were like, nope, Triangle Strategy, it's the name. It's fine. We all knew. I, I don't know. I don't know if I prefer Triangle Strategy or Octopath Traveler. I don't think, honestly. What's a better, what's a better game title? Like, what's a better game title between here, those two? Here's the thing. I remember when they first announced Octopath Traveler. And uh, I forgot who or what um, reactions I was watching at the moment. But just the reaction of hearing that name. Project Octopath Traveler. And just the people who were reacting to it were just cracking up because of the fact, like, what is this name? And we assumed... Like this is just a placeholder. Nope, it actually is the name of the game. When when I saw mm-hmm. Project Triangle Strategy, I knew for a fact 
that's the name. And so I didn't expect them to, to actually change the name whatsoever, dude. Mm-hmm. I wonder if it's one of those things where it's like a 90% certainty. Like when they, when they title it project, this we're like 90% certain that this is going to be what it's called. Yeah. But it's like that yeah. 10%, just in case, like there's something we didn't think of and people lose their minds and, you know, uh, it, basically needs to be changed they can just say oh it was never going to actually be called that it's just a project title right some intern came up with it (laughs) and they can just like soup it under a rug or something like that um like i think of rainbow six uh quarantine right oh that's because that's what it was supposed to be it was supposed to be called that named yes and then and then people were like that's not a good name (laughs) Well, for obvious reasons honestly i was like yo rainbow six quarantine that's a cool name at the beginning of 2020 but then mm, the pandemic happened and everyone was like you know what mm, not a good name anymore so yep which honestly from it, I, I i would honestly be the kind of person if they're like we're keeping the name i'd be like honestly cool go for it i don't i mean three years <laughs> from now no one's gonna remember um okay for me uh, well, maybe. Adam, do you have any do you have anything else you want to add in regards to triangle strategy? I'm excited for the game. I think what was interesting is the fact that they were really making a point that they were listening to player feedback and really mm-hmm. went into depth a bit on certain aspects of what they changed up. Don't know if that was necessarily things that people were screaming for that they wanted to get fixed or that was like, oh, we were already planning on fixing that anyways. Um but it is pretty cool that they were listening to uh, player feedback. Is there anything else you want to add upon triangle strategy? I think I would just maybe applaud them for doing this correctly. You see a lot of people that are, I guess a lot of companies that put out betas for their, for their game, yeah. which, you know, implies that they are going to collect feedback and change the game. But then they announce that the game's gone gold right in right. the middle of said beta. and it's like okay this this really wasn't a beta but i mean they still label it as a demo but they are very clear like you know asking for feedback afterwards and stuff like that so i mean even if they are planning on doing it already it's still like good optics and good strategy from a business standpoint probably so you know good situation either way for them is you know either they are you know kind of taking care of the fans and the, the players or they're at least kind of marketing themselves well in this scenario so yeah totally um before i actually say mine i kind of I, I feel like i should have started the entire thing off this way but I, i'll i'll give my viewpoint and then i'll jump it on to you with this direct in particular i honestly was not expecting much uh we joke around we play around with each other i'm always just very hypo like i want i just want mana from heaven every single time give me something cool every single time and i am disappointed a lot of the time but it's just i, I enjoy the hype of all that and Honestly, with, with when they announced the direct, and I love that Nintendo's like, "Hey, directing about like three or two days." Like they're really quick about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't expecting much, especially the fact that uh, for some reason in my mind I was like, "Okay, th- this summer was the big thing for them. Why are they can have another huge one in the you know not fall technically, but the end of summer." And I wasn't expecting much from this, and we got a lot from this. Um, Adam, were you expecting anything? big uh to be announced at this direct we haven't gone through them but there are a couple things on here that are they're pretty substantial but did you expect anything like this stuff to get announced 
my motto is expect nothing exactly <laughs> sure and is. that's for well for for sure that's for like any nintendo specific like director uh showcase or anything like that but it's honestly i think a good um maybe mindset for the entire games release you know marketing yeah yeah cacophony of whatever gets thrown out there because you know let the i guess the game speak for itself whenever it does come out like you know you can expect nothing in terms of these showcases but then still like really harp on the companies for the games that actually do get released and when they get released and stuff like that um so i say expect nothing but you know in my mind of course i know that they're going to show games and they're going to announce games and there was definitely i i think the big one maybe i don't know if no one was thinking about it but the big one that caught me maybe more by surprise of course was uh kirby uh, the new Kirby game, Kirby and the Forgotten Land. Dude, let's roll right um, into it, man. That was going to be the one yeah. that I chose that was that blew my mind. It was There was something that got leaked at the beginning of the day, which I, I hate mm-hmm. leaks because it, 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 the fact that it already puts that thought in your mind already just doesn't make it that big of a deal when you see it. And mm-hmm. I remember I saw that automatically linked it to you guys on Slack. And then I was like, yo, and then, you know, Adam being very, you know, you like to you keep your expectations down just in case so you're not disappointed. But I was like, open world Kirby game. Even me saying that, I was like, that's kind of strange. And I know that. And this is this is not true. Obviously, I, I was joking around when I said this mm-hmm. to Adam, but I know that Pierre, Pierre Schneider from IGN, he who's been in the industry for a very long time. He's always said, when you start getting Kirby games, that's the end of the, the console generation. Like Kirby is that last thing in the back of their pocket to squeeze out the last of the lemon juice from whatever they have for that console. And so when I saw mm-hmm. that Kirby the Forgotten Land was announced, I was like, an open world Kirby game? That seems like a like Kirby's always held back kind of close to the end. And to hit with a big Kirby game like that, I was like, well, this is kind of coming out of nowhere. Hence the reason why I kind of was a little skeptical. and like, I'm not sure this is going to happen, but it's happening, dude. And just by looking at the, mm-hmm. the small amount of gameplay that we saw, I'm so stoked, man. I'm, I'm a Kirby fan. I love Kirby. Uh, I, I, the, the games that I've been out in regards to Kirby, I love playing them. And the fact that uh, open world Kirby game looks pretty dope. I got a lot of uh, Mario Odyssey vibes from this, but Kirby form. What what did you think of the gameplay and what did we about what we saw in regards to Kirby and the Forgotten Land? Um, I think I'm excited for it. You know, maybe there's some hesitations. Usually, at least my experience with Kirby games have been like they're kind of more like small child right video games you know like they're more geared in difficulty and complexity for young children which i mean like that's great like if that's what kirby is that can be a really good thing it just means that i don't necessarily get excited for the games correct but i'm hoping that with this game because of how they're seemingly trying to evolve the gameplay you know do the um more 3d open world action uh exploration type of stuff that i'm hoping that means that it will be actually fun for all ages more like mario odyssey which i know a lot of people are making comparisons between how this game looked to how mario odyssey looks yes um and you know theorizing that hey is this the same game engine like what all is going on here um 
And so overall, I'm excited. I think it looks good. I do get a little concerned with how they're going to translate typical Kirby moveset to 3D. Right. Yeah. Um, just in terms of like targeting, I guess, enemies and stuff like that. Um, obviously, 2D is a lot more forgiving in that standpoint. Um, but I mean, we'll see how it goes. Like, I'm super excited. Uh, you know, maybe to dip into some other Kirby news from this, I'm actually really excited that the uh, N64 Kirby game is going to come to the N64 online yeah. whenever it, you know, at some point in the future. Yeah. It's not one of the launch titles, but it is one that they promise in the direct to bring. Yeah. And I would actually even say that Kirby's Dream know, Land, People right? always talk about, I believe that's what I want to say. It's Crystal, Crystal I'll, I'll look Kingdom, it Crystal Shards, something like that. Um, I don't remember the name. I just remember that the that's Shards. the one where you can, can combine powers. Yes. Um, which was dope game. You know, I play, played it at like a friend, a friend's house, and, it, and it's so dope. Um, I will also remind people in terms of the argument that Kirby games come at the end of the life cycle, in that this is the third Kirby game that the Switch has gotten. <laughs> yeah. So very good point. Very good point. Are are we at the end yet, or is it just the like? like third fake end and there's exactly. still a fourth kirby game it is well technically a fourth kirby game through n64 online you know and it, then it could be signaling the end of the base nintendo switch in the or the arrival of the nintendo switch pro adam you never know yeah i mean by by the end of all this i think you're going to have like seven playable kirby games on your switch because you have like the three that got native switch releases. Uh, I know you have, and then the one from the N64 and then I know there's multiple between uh, the SNES and NES online collections too. Yeah. So it's a lot of Kirby. Yeah, there is. And I, I'm like, like I said, I'm extremely excited for, for Kirby's forgotten land. I loved Epic yarn. I, I played that game religiously with my siblings when I was younger. Mm -hmm. Like we played that game over and over and over again. I love that game. And so the forgotten land looks cool. I love the fact that people were making jokes. It looks like uh, Kirby and the last of us. Like there's just a, there's a, mm -hmm. there's a mood aspect to it. That just is a very Ooh. not fitting with Kirby, but I, something that I won't say is that I noticed some, and again, these are just small gameplay moments that we're noticing, but there was moments where like you see Kirby and he's running up the, like, you have two escalators and Kirby's running up the middle of them. Uh, when I saw that little, that moment of animation, it, it Kirby was really straight when he was walking, walking up that little escalator thing. So it didn't seem like, I, I sound like I'm getting so technical, but like I, if it was like a true open world game, I feel like he would be moving just a little bit left and right because you're just trying to balance on that area. But he looked like he was going straight. So I don't know if it's like, not everything is going to be open world. Like you're going to have to stay within a certain confines, a certain mm. limits. Like, Oh, you go up to go up to escalator. You don't go up on like one side of the stairs or one side of the stairs. You just go up that one line and then it just pushes you up and then you get to the next area. Or there was a moment where Kirby was flying away from like this, this, uh, this munching alligator and Kirby was flying, but you can tell that Kirby was hitting, hitting this invisible upper roof area that he couldn't go much higher. And I know that with games like Mario Odyssey, Man, Mario Odyssey was in regards to like depth and height. Like you can go high in that game. And necessarily, it wasn't necessarily the fact that you had unlimited reach up, but there was puzzles that had to do with the going up. And there's moments where I felt like majority of the levels, if I was able to hack the game, I could just be Mario and just, just go start going all the way up as far as high as I want to. I feel like with this one, again, this is Kirby. Kirby's a bit more simpler than any other 
when than a lot of the other Nintendo games. It could be that there is a there is some a lot of l- more limitations in regards to the open world than we might see. But again, that's not gonna that's not gonna throw me off from ever wanting to try it out either. Because again, I like Kirby, so I'm I'm down. Yeah, and and honestly, now that you're we're talking about it, it reminded me that I'm not entirely sure that this game is I guess what you'd say like free camera. Mm, um fixed camera. Like even though you're moving in a 3d space it's like either like fixed or directed mm. so like the game is like moving it for you very good point i, I mean it's definitely going to be more like it's the camera angle is going to change more than it does in like animal crossing <laughs> right? <laughs> right which is a hundred percent fixed yeah yeah um and then yeah to your point like it it we're not going to get breath of the wild level game physics you know or anything like that <laughs> they're going to like put in some guardrails oh yeah um oh, yeah. significantly opposed to like you know breath of the wild where people are like figuring out how to break the game physics to just infinitely fly and right, right, right. all this crazy stuff and i don't know it's crazy um going on uh the fact that you talked about animal crossing they did announce and it was kind of weird because i tweeted out the day that this direct was happening nintendo was announcing directs within their directs and they did that two times the the last uh smash bros character will be announced later this year uh this month with uh miyamoto no uh sakurai sakurai thank you with Sakurai doing the final announcement, uh, there's actually been some rumors already starting to leak that it's probably someone from Kingdom Hearts. We don't know. And then they also announced another direct that Animal Crossing will also have another direct coming out very, very soon. I think this month as well, at the end of the month. So if those who enjoy those games look forward to that. Am I wrong? I think it's October for Animal Crossing and like early October for the direct and okay. then like a bunch of the features are coming out in November. Okay. Cool. 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 Thank you for that. Thank you for that. Um, other than that, uh, let me see real quick. Something else that I think that was pretty dope that we saw was, um, Oh my God. Is actually the more that I'm looking at it, there was nothing else. Um, <laughs> because, what? because I, what? I, I, there wasn't anything else. No, there is, but I'm trying to keep that last. I want to make sure we jump into that last. Um, Adam, is there anything? Oh, actually, you know what? I do want to have this discussion. Are you a Splatoon fan? No. Okay. I mean, I've never, I've never played. No. Okay. I played Splatoon. I, I, I got Splatoon two the moment it came out because honestly, there was no other games at the moment when the Switch came out. Splatoon three just, it, it, it's, it's really weird to me, and like, I don't know why I should be. I'm not mad about it, but I don't know why I should even be disappointed of it. We get a Call of Duty every single year, and do they change anything with the gameplay? It's practically the same from one installment to the other installment. They just probably add a couple extra quirks here in regards to the the time period that you're playing in or whatever. We're getting a Splatoon three two years after, two or three years after the the release of Splatoon two, and I'm like, well, actually, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me re- let me re- look, look, let me look at that Splatoon. I think I think that's like four years at least because right? it came out on Wii. Year that's coming out. Did it come out on Wii U first? No, I don't think so. No. But it was a launch year. Twenty seventeen. It was yeah. Okay, so eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one. Okay, four years. Um, and I think this is actually coming out not even this year. I think it's coming out and twenty. So five years. 
Wow. Well, look at me. It's already been, it's already been, five, already years. been five years. I'm going to retract everything I literally just said. Splatoon 3, man, I'm extremely excited. I can't wait do, to play Do you need game. a moment? Do, do you need me to take something else real quick? Do you need to recover? No. You know what? Skip Splatoon 3. I don't even care about it. What do you want, what, what do you want to jump into? Well, I'm like curious what the thing you're leaving for last is because there's like five other things I could probably talk about on here. I'm going to I want to leave the switch online stuff for last. OK, switch online stuff for last. Uh, do you want me to do like a? Uh, I could do like a quick hits. Let's go Just for it, man. Throw out the other. Let's I mean, because there was a lot of great stuff. Oh yeah. Um, I'm going to skip over Metroid Dread because there's just been so much coverage so of it much. already. I'm already sold. So we don't need that. Um, the fact that Bayonetta, uh, Bayonetta three that we got kind of news of that again. People yeah. have been like thinking that does this enter the realm of vaporware? You know, is yeah. this like yeah. actually not going to come out anymore? So getting the confirmation that it's, you know, looking for next year, I don't think this is like a bait and switch like the uh, God of War Ragnarok uh, original release yeah. date was where it's like yeah. everyone knows that that's not real. <laughs> I think this is a real date. Um, and so there's a lot to be excited for that. Uh, Monster Hunter fans should be really excited about the uh, DLC for uh, Monster Hunter Rise. Yeah. Uh, so Sunbreak, it's I think they literally called it a massive expansion. Um, which likely I think they did confirm it. It will be paid DLC, but it should be, I mean, it looked cool. I've never played a monster Hunter game, but the trailer looked cool. I'm like, it should be fun. I'm not going to lie, dude. I, I, it makes me sad because the, the first monster Hunter game that I actually jumped into was the one that was on the PS4. And I don't know why mm -hmm. I'm already forgetting what it was called. Monster world. Yes. Monster Hunter world. I, yeah. I loved that game. I didn't get too far into it because I was kind of saving it whenever I played with my brothers. And then whenever we played together, it was just some of the, the, the best fun I had in a long time. And you can tell that that game sold a lot. Like when you go back and look at the sales that Monster Hunter World did, it was the most, I think it was the top selling game for Capcom ever at the moment. And so mm -hmm. they obviously struck fire with that one or struck gold with that one. And the fact that they came back to Nintendo, it seems like, and I'm hoping that they're doing this back and forth like monster hunter on main console and then monster hunter on nintendo console and so i'm seeing all this cool stuff for rise and I, it's not the fact that i don't want to play on my switch it's just the fact that i, I want to play monster hunter in such higher fidelity in these big grand battles on 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 a upgraded console you know and so i i've been holding off so much and then they showed off sunbreak and i'm like dude i'm missing out so much on such a cool game but again i have and we'll talk about that when we get to what we've been playing i there's too much stuff to play right now so i am mm -hmm. i unfortunately have to skip it but i will say the more we keep seeing about monster hunter the more excited i get for monster hunter world 2 so any listeners or watchers out there let me know if you're excited for that that's it. That's my spiel. Cool. Nice spiel. Uh, the other thing I want to talk about, and actually, I guess there's a couple. Uh, Castlevania Advance uh, Collection. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's something yeah. I think that leaked a while. I think it did leak earlier, um, but people have been theorizing that it would come just because it makes sense. Yeah. Hey, you know, uh, they released all the like original Castlevania games. It makes sense for them to do this collection as well. And this one's actually probably the first one I'm excited to play. Okay. I never played any Castlevania games, but I did play Bloodstained Curse of the Moon. And I, I did mm. enjoy it. It wasn't my favorite. I But I also want to say that that one, it was meant to be more like the NES ones. 
Okay. And with this collection, we're dipping more into the style of games I have nostalgia for once we hit the Game Boy Advance games. Yeah, yeah. Which, because I, you know, I played a, a decent amount of those and, you know, I've gone back and played some old GBA games like this year, last year. Yeah. So I'm really excited to give this a try because I love the whole genre that the 2D Metroid and the Castlevania games have inspired. And I know there are people that consider, you know, Aria of Sorrow as the best yeah. of the series. Yeah. And yeah. so just being able to like really dip into that for, you know, and, and the other games after it too. Like I'm actually really excited about that one. Yeah, totally. Totally. And I, I'm, I haven't played much of the Castlevania games. And as a matter of fact, I've been wanting to jump into them. I know that the advanced games are really, really good. I mean, Adam, I, I don't know how many times I have to tell you this, dude, but I'm still sorry that I'm holding on to your Game Boy games that you lent me because I'm still not I'm still yeah. not getting that analog pocket. But that's yeah, the thing that I'm so excited for, for that analog pocket to come in so that way I can play these old timey games. And I constantly go to my my nearby um, uh, video store that sells used Game Boy games and that kind of stuff just to see whatever they're rotating through their collection so that we can buy them and just start scooping them up. But yeah, I mean, I'm... When it comes to any of these Game Boy games, even like even if Nintendo was like, "Oh, Game Boy games are coming to the Nintendo Switch online," I would still be like, "I'm I'm holding off because, look, I got that I got the analog pocket for a reason, and I kind of want to play it in its truest mm-hmm. form." So I am excited for something like that. I really want to play it and see it on a nice screen, but I'm, I, I gotta hold out. I gotta hold out and just play on just the way it was originally intended to. I guess. Okay, how much do how much do those games go for in the used market? I mean, the ones that I've been seeing have been going around for fifteen to twenty five dollars, and so okay, I I, I keep I, I haven't I I'm not trying to mess around with like eBay and stuff yet, uh, but I might start dipping into that realm very soon because I, I, there's certain you, games you need to be hitting me. you need to be hitting garage sales. That's what you need to be doing, dude. Open up that that one Converse box, and they're like, "Oh, that's five bucks," and be like, "Uh, thank you, hundred and twenty five dollars worth of games in here. Thank you." Yeah, I probably should start doing that yeah. to be quite honest. Um, yeah. There was Seriously. one game. There's one game I do want to interrupt you with, and I think you're gonna go to an X, and I think it's I think it's the IO the IO Dragon Boards. Is that the card game? Yeah, it is. Okay. Um, I dude, that game. It it, it 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 struck me, man. It's being made by Square Enix. Mm-hmm. I know that Yokitaro, the guy who's known for Near Replicant, Near Automata, like his artwork, he's known for that kind of style of games. Those who are listening and watching, so he he's not making it like this game. His artwork, his like I guess vision is is being utilized for this. His name is on it, and then somebody else is also making it as well. Forgot their name, but it is like this this card game that is in a RPG style fashion. And you just you, you play it, and it's coming to the PlayStation. I know that it was announced after the direct that it's coming to PlayStation as well, which probably where probably where I would like to play. But I mean, it is a card game. Mm-hmm. I feel like that. I feel like that fits way more better on a Switch, so I might end up playing yeah. it on a Switch more so. But just the style of it, Square Enix. I love Square Enix. I love Final Fantasy. Uh, I love like their 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 magical their artwork. Like I love all that, and in a card form. Sign me up, dude. I'm, I'm sold. So the the what's it called? Voices of Gods, the Io Dragon Boards. I'm so I'm so down for that. I, I'm excited for that. Yeah, I didn't know anything about this game, and I kind of glazed over when the 
trailer was going on, not because I'm not interested in it. I just don't know why I did in the moment. So I would be interested to see what it's about. Um, I for, for some reason in my mind, when I saw that, I was like, that's an Adam game. That's what I thought. <laughs> I, I honestly haven't played a ton of the, I guess, deck builder games or okay. a bunch of the card games. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know why I haven't. I probably would enjoy some of them at least. I think most of them because they also sell themselves as roguelites in a lot of mm. ways. Okay, okay. You know, obviously the the um, you know most famous one is oh shoot, Binding of Isaac. Um, no, that that's a deck builder. It's the um, Rogue Legacy, the roguelike deck builder. Dead cells. No. <laughs> Deck builders. Let me, there's uh, no cards in dead cells. There's not. Let what? me start looking. Let me start looking. Uh, yeah, you're going to you're going to you're going to bail me out on this one for builder. sure. Uh, uh, it's it's roll. everywhere. You can play on mobile too. But I stayed away from most of them because of the roguelite nature of them. But since I've kind of maybe had better luck with uh, the last few of that genre that I've played, I maybe should probably give it monster uh, train a fair shot. And no, it's Hand the one of fate that before now keep going oh man top oh gosh 10 best man. recent deck builder games it's not super recent For it the did Warp, come out on switch signs of sojournor retropolis uh banners of ruin kyver one step from eden hadian tactics grifflands slay the spire yes oh that my gosh okay. thank you slay the spire yep go. yep 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 there are a lot of people who just you know, rave about that game. And it's funny, I've played like Magic the Gathering and uh, Dominion and stuff like that. So I'm not, I guess, adverse to deck building games. I actually really enjoy them. I just usually play f maybe physical versions of those types of things. Mm, so okay. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Is uh, there anything else that, that was announced before we get into the online stuff that caught your eye? Yes, there's one thing that we just have to laugh about. We oh, just have me, to laugh about it. Let me hear it, dude. Let me hear it someone messed up someone messed up in i don't know if it was nintendo pr uh -huh. i don't know if i guess disney technically has the rights over it i don't know if they just totally screwed nintendo over with some bogus like marketing contracts okay but why in the world would you just announce the knights of the old republic port of the original game to switch when i don't know one week, two weeks ago, we got the announcement of a full-blown remake yeah. for, you know, for PlayStation. And it's like, and it looked so bad. It looked, it bad, looked so bad. Like someone horrible. really messed up. I I'm glad you actually brought that up because I know that you mentioned that in the, in the Slack about the confusing nature of that. And when you said that and me taking away and trying to think about it, the only reason why I could think about this, and th there could be there could be a number of reasons. One, the ownership of the old, the original game, them having the ability to license out and start selling that in other places is completely separate from the license that PlayStation has to remake it. That's possible. The only other thing that I can also think about is the fact that maybe this Aspire remake of the Knights of the Old Republic is not th that. Not, it's, I, I feel like it has to be far away. It has to be maybe three to four years away for them to be like, Hey, let's re let's, let's resell this on the, the PlayStation store. You know, like 
I mean, on the Nintendo store, this is almost like saying, because I know there's rumors of The Last of Us being remastered. It's literally like saying, uh, announcing, hey, The Last of Us is being remastered for the PlayStation 5. And then a month later, uh, PlayStation be like, hey, you can buy The Last of Us remastered, the one that came out on the PS4 Pro. You can buy that on sale on the PlayStation store. And you're, you're, you're double marketing two games that are completely fighting with each other to an extent, you know? So I feel like the only reason why they would... They would one sell this game to or have this game on marketplace for Nintendo is the fact that either licensing for Nintendo is completely different and being held by other people, or two, Knights of the Old Republic remake is really far away, like maybe four or five years away. So that's what that's that that's that's what I'm theorizing. Would you would you agree or do you have some other ideas as to why they did that? I this is why this is why I really think someone messed up. You know, I I really thought, think that someone didn't, you know, think through the PR implications of all this because and maybe they're just trying something new. Right. You know, it's it's kind of been typical that. Uh, a port or like a, a well, especially ports like a port of a game gets announced and then people are like, oh, this means we're getting a sequel. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So maybe it makes sense from the angle of let's announce the remake first and then we'll talk about the port afterwards. So people aren't thinking, oh, we're getting, uh, you know, KOTOR 3, right? Yeah. Yeah, I was about to say they never came out with the 3. It was supposedly canceled um, as far as I can tell. So maybe it's to... I don't know, deal with that. But then it's it's almost like, why are you porting it at all? Because if the game's super far away, why port it right now? Very why true. not wait till closer? Very true. Right. So we got the teaser of the remake. Maybe the next time they have an update, it's like, you know, this is some of the where we're at so far. While you're waiting, if you want to dip your toes in the original, now it's ported. And and it's so funny because the port is coming to I think every platform. It's not just limited to Switch. Like, it's coming to Correct. PlayStation stuff, too. So, I don't know. It's just, it really looks bad on Switch. Yeah. That's who it looks bad on. Yeah. It, like, no one's, I think, uh, you know, clowning on, uh, I think, Disney or or whoever else for it. It's like, it just is a stark reminder that, oh, yeah, Switch isn't getting the new remake, and this looks bad. Oh, yeah, for oh, sure. Oh, man. And I will say so. my, my final thought is the fact that I'm just the kind of person that I know that a remake is coming along. Why am I going to buy this one on the Switch? Like, I can wait. There's so many other games to play. Uh, that's just how I work. I'm pretty sure Nintendo and their numbers and analytics that they have, they're probably like, oh, let's resell this game here on the Switch platform. We'll make some good money off of it, and then we'll get them again when the remake comes out. Like, people will do that, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, I guess. I know there's probably some diehards for different games and, and maybe it's stuff in general that'd be like, oh, you should play the original so that you can better understand and appreciate the remake, especially yeah. with remakes where like lots of stuff changes. Um, you know, I hear that argument about Final Fantasy VII the most is probably what it is, but I, I'll admit I'm not going back to play the the original <laughs> Final Fantasy VII. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't play it when it came out, and I mean, come on, come on. No. PS, PS1, 
polygons. If you don't have the nostalgia for that game, it just looks bad. Yeah, and, you know, yeah. I, you know, if I dip my toe in with Final Fantasy VII, it's just going to be with the remake. Totally. Agree. I already have it because of PlayStation Plus. Totally. So totally. Just sitting there. And um, to get into the last, the last half of the Nintendo Direct, we got something big. So we got the Nintendo Switch Online. I think, as of now, oh, about four to five years into the Switch's life cycle, which is really weird to say because time is just flying by. The, I think the Nintendo Switch Online deserves the price point that it has because the games that you get on that, yes, there you can claim and say that there are some games on there that are like, what is this baseball game? But other than that, you have some great games from the NES and SNES, like some true great classic games that in technicality, you don't have to pay for again, ever again. You technically just have to pay the monthly fee or the yearly fee just to keep playing them. So either or Nintendo's still getting your money. But there's been this thing that I've been holding on for so long. I loved when they came out with the mini NES, the mini SNES. I have both of them. I don't play them all that much. It's kind of like this weird preservation thing in my mind that I want to keep them uh, pristine as much as possible until I have kids because I want to play on those old systems with my kids. And so I just love that they made those things. And I've been waiting for them to make a mini N64 or a, it can be mini, but some sort of GBA, Game Boy Advance or whatever. And so the thoughts and the idea of them actually bringing in anything else past the SNES onto the online service just kind of seemed like it's not going to happen because it's just been so long. But wait no longer because we just got announced on the Direct that not only is the Nintendo 64 coming to the online service, but so is the Sega Genesis. And so it's obviously a certain select games that are coming to the service but i do want i do want to read them out so that way we kind of have an idea as to what they are on the nintendo 64 lineup that we're going to get right from the start we're going to get super mario 64 the legends out of ocarina of time mario kart 64 star fox 64 sin and punishment dr mario 64 mario tennis 64 win back and yoshi's story and then on the sega genesis we got Sonic the Hedgehog 2, Streets of Rage 2, Echo the Dolphin, Castlevania Bloodlines, Contra Hardcore, Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine, Golden Axe, Gunstar Heroes, Musha, Fantasy Star 4, Rystar, Shiny 4, Shinobi 3, Return of the Ninja Master, and Strider. And then not to, to, to go even further than that, we're gonna start getting we're gonna get some some trick some games trickling out, continuing on the N64. Don't know if this is the only List, I'm pretty sure it's not. I'm hoping that they do a little bit more past this, but so far they've announced that these games are going to be coming after after the announced after the established initial release of the other games. We're going to get Banjo Kazooie, Pokemon Snap, Majora's Mask, Kirby 64, The Crystal Shards, Mario Golf, Paper Mario, and F Zero X. Adam, I popped off when this happened, man. I w- I-, I was so stoked, and I think what's even cooler above all this and I know people, it is a dumb controller. It is extremely dumb controller, but there's this nostalgia that plays into it that they're going to release the controllers along with this. If you have a Nintendo Switch Online uh, membership, you can buy them off of their online store. And I'm, I'm, I'm buying two. I'm, I'm going to get one for me and Vanessa so that way we can play Mario Kart 64. Like 
this is awesome, dude. Well, I want to know what are your thoughts on on these on this announcement. I think the announcement is great. I looked at the list of games and I realized that I was probably more excited about this list of titles than I was for NES or N- uh, SNES online. Mm, okay. So because I think these games more than the other ones, I guess maybe not, but you know, a lot, several of these are kind of locked to the system and that's been true of like the SNES. Yeah. But, and the NES, but I think those games were easier to pick up in other places, especially if you had, or if you have a Nintendo 3DS, because a lot of those you can still buy the SNES and the NES games through the virtual console there. So like Link to the Past, I think I, I think I played Link to the Past on my DS and I didn't even play it on through the SNES, but okay. You know, and so like when I thought of the SNES, I'm like the main ones I wanted to play were uh, Link to the Past, then Super Metroid okay. and Super Mario World. Okay. And those were like the main three. I was like, these are the ones I want to play out of this. But then when I look at this list, I'm like Star Fox 64. I didn't pick up the DS version, so I'd probably play here. Um, let's see what else. Yoshi Story, I would go back and play. Banjo-Kazooie, I would for sure go back and play. Uh, Kirby's uh crystal shards already talked about that i would play paper mario i'd go back and play that one mm-hmm. and then i'd probably at least try f-zero x just one time oh yeah i've never played an f-zero game and so and honestly i would probably play mario golf too That's with other cool. people That's i'd go. actually probably play that one uh do some multiplayer with that one so i thought that was really exciting uh the fact that they scored sega genesis too that kind of blew my mind and it's i thought weird. that was really cool that they did that yeah i don't know what happened to make that happen but cool get for sure for them and then honestly i could i could care less about the n64 controllers <laughs> i've never liked them i didn't have an n64 so i mean i played on a friends quite a bit growing up but you know those thumbsticks man are just what's going on with those thumbsticks? a little whack a little whack I, I will say that uh, as well as the N64 controllers, you can also get a controller for the Sega Genesis. And um, obviously, I'm, I'm pretty sure the, these are have to be Bluetooth ran, um, which just makes it even cooler. So that way you can just sit back, relax, play these games. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm really stoked. I love Mario Kart 64. That, as a kid, was the Mario Kart that I grew up with. And I, I, I have so much like memories with that, playing with my brothers. And it... Well, will I go ahead and buy four Nintendo 64 controllers? Maybe. I start with two, but maybe I'll get four so I can play with my rest of my siblings. Um, Star Fox mm-hmm. 64. I've not played it, but I'm I'm so interested in going back and playing it. Uh, Super Mario 64. I'm I gotta jump back in, man. I gotta try that out. I want to play that game again. Spending a very very long time. I've heard a lot of amazing things about Sin and Punishment. Not amazing. I've heard good things about Sin and Punishment. And I mean, they keep making games, Sin and Punishment games to this day. So I want to go back and try out the original one, see how that is. Uh, I agree with everything that you said about uh, Kirby. I'm going to play Kirby. The Legend of Zelda games, I have not finished Ocarina of Time and I haven't touched Majora's Mask. So that's going to be an awesome, awesome time to jump in and actually play those games. And I will say... I, I Go for it. Go for it. What's up? I don't know why anyone, I guess not everyone has a DS, but obviously the Nintendo like 3DS yeah. still remains the best way to play 
those games, I think. Because they're the HD versions, right? Who, yeah, because they're the HD versions. Yeah. And these are definitely still ports of the or, like original ports of the um, N64 version. So they that, you know, there's quality of life improvements that are missing. There's textures that are missing. I think there are some hardcore players who defend the original versions over the ports especially maybe on the Majora, Majora's Mask side of things, but that's weird. You know, I don't know. I don't know what those things are. I'm just going to play them on my DS. I've already played Ocarina of Time on my DS, and, you know, I have Majora's Mask uh, in my backlog to play there as well. Adam, I just had a bad, I just had a bad thought cross my mind. This is the Legend of Zelda anniversary. The fact that they're having Ocarina of Time on the online service mm-hmm and Majora's Mask is coming soon. That doesn't mean that the HD versions are being ported to the Switch, you don't think, right? They wouldn't do that. Nintendo's not like that. They want to try to squeeze as much money out of you as possible. Um, Maybe they are, just because maybe they still want to do, do the N60. Here, let me back up. I don't think that they are, but they could still do it. They could have wanted to do the N64 online and it would have been way too big of a red flag to announce it without either of those games. A dead giveaway. And so they've just ported the original versions over for now and they'll leave them in there. for. And like I said, I think there are people who actually prefer those compared to the HD um, remakes for DS. But I mean, they could still come in later and do the ports of the HD ones that would be separately. That, that would be a little sad. That would be a little sad. Well, think about it. They did the super, they did the Mario uh Super Mario 3D All-Stars which has Mario 64 in it. And now it's also in the online service. Wow, dude, that's actually that's a backstab, man. I didn't put that together. They literally made you buy it because you thought to yourself, I'm never going to play N64 games on my Switch. And then literally six months later, they're like, hey, it's coming to the online service. Wow. I never put that together. I mean, yeah. You heard it here first, folks. You heard it here first. It's stupid. I'm 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 not mad personally because I mostly got that game for to see maybe Super Mario 64, give it a try, but mostly to play through Sunshine mm. and Super Mario Galaxy. Yeah. And so I wasn't too upset. I'm not too upset about it, but I'm also like, look, they've already done it within like the like last calendar year in terms of, you know, I guess releasing a game twice for the same system, just one through their online collection and one through um, a separate collection. Still. Yeah, yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong. Does Nintendo Nintendo Switch Online, are you able to play multiplayer over, over like online? Like there is yeah. some so like you and me could play against each other on let's say the OG Mario Golf that's on the NES. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Yeah, you can do that. Dude, we gotta try out Mario Kart they, 64 um, when it comes out, dude. We gotta do it. Yeah. Well, I would I would be more interested, like I've mentioned, probably in doing Mario Golf. Oh, very um, good. Yeah, I yeah, dude. Yeah, Mario Golf for sure. Yeah. Because I n- I never played Mario Kart sixty four. Maybe we do a match. I never played Mario Kart sixty four, and you know I was a double dash kid. <laughs> okay. And then obviously, okay. um, eight deluxe is kind of like the penultimate 
I guess the ultimate um, Mario Kart game. So it's like, Virtual. why would you go back to that? Especially when uh, probably some of the best 64 levels are on 8 Deluxe already. Nostalgia, Adam. That's why you would go back. Nostalgia. Anything on anything on the Genesis side that grabs your attention? Because, <laughs> I mean, look, the only thing I'm excited about is Sonic. I'm a huge Sonic guy, so I, I, I'm going to play Sonic 2. Uh, Castlevania Bloodlines. I'm gonna check. I'm gonna check that out. Other than that, maybe Contra because I. I mean, I, I. I like Contra. Maybe Shinobi, just because. I mean, I know of Shinobi. But other than that, nothing else grabs my attention. I would maybe check out Streets of Rage Two, mm. just as like a a fun, especially if we did online, right? Yeah. So just yeah. a nice kind of fun like chat while you play your beat 'em up type experience. But I feel like I've heard so much, maybe not I've heard so much of it, but I have heard Golden Axe name dropped so many times Okay. that I think I need to see what it actually is. Okay. Okay. I have not heard of it. Well, I guess we'll try. I guess we'll find out. When the Nintendo 64 online package expansion pack, sorry, that's what they're calling it, is announced later in October because we still don't know the price. We still don't know exactly when that's going to get released sometime in October, but that's coming very, very soon. Adam, do you have any last words you want to say in regards to the direct? Have we not talked right now yet about it being a different price tier to get the N64 and Sega? As, as a matter of fact, we have this stuff. Uh, guys, if you have the Nintendo Switch online, I'm sorry, you're not going to just get this right into the rest of it. You gotta play. You gotta pay. You gotta pay Mr. Nintendo just a little bit more money so you can get this expansion pack. That's what they're calling it. So I don't know yet. Like as of right now, I pay for the family plan. Plan. I think that's thirty five dollars a year. You're gonna have to pay an additional amount on top of that. I'm just gonna guess right now. I think maybe ten more dollars. There's no way they're gonna do another. 15 20 bucks dude if they do that that's insane that's insane maybe i mean if you think about it they obviously think mario 64 on its own is worth 20 dollars. so don't do me like that nintendo don't do me like that all i gotta say is this is an interesting move for them and i think and this is my last thing to have to say about this direct keep an eye on this those who are listening and watching Keep an eye on this this tactic of adding more games to your online service because I get a feeling we might see something similar from PlayStation. I think Nintendo and PlayStation have been both playing the same way because they both are kind of in the same spot. They're undefeated. They're riding in their own lane. Nothing's bothering them. And they're kind of both being a little stingy with their money on both sides because they can. And that's what's working for them. I get a feeling we might see because there's there's rumors of PlayStation has their i their their they have their Game Pass that they're working on, like they have their solution to Game Pass that they're working on at this moment. Could it be PlayStation Plus, but added ten more dollars and then you can get other games? I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. We'll have to wait and see. Adam, anything else that you want to add to the direct? No, I think we covered it all. Perfect. Perfect. Moving on to this last portion, Adam. We are we're at the end. 
I mean, we're 50 minutes in. So take as much time as you want. I'm going to let you go first. What have you been playing, Adam? What have you been playing? All right. Glad we can talk about. I feel like it's been forever. It has been a long time since we talked about what we've been playing. Since we've talked. Let me do a couple quick hits. Let's go. Not going to go too much in detail. I did beat Skyward Sword. Let's go. This past week. Okay. Nice. Finally got to experience the the conclusion to that game, which I hadn't before. And I feel like it does end very, very well. So that was very exciting. I've picked back up on Metroid Samus Returns. I had started it on my 2DS a while back, and then I've picked back up and kind of been playing it here and there and actually been just really enjoying it. It's kind of not simple. Uh, It's a Metroid, so there's a lot of like map exploration stuff going on, but it's been very enjoyable because the way that game works with like hunting down individual Metroids, and there's a lot of them, it's easy to break it up into multiple play sessions. Right. So that's been good. To my understanding, is Samus Returns kind of like Metroid 1 Remake? Is that what it is? I believe it's Metroid 2 Remake. Okay, okay, okay. Cool, cool, cool. And yeah, I was about to say, we're we're going to display our like, <laughs> I don't know, lack of knowledge about Metroid. Yeah. Isn't uh, Zero Mission the remake of one? Oh, you're right. You're right. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You're okay. correct. You're correct. Okay, cool, cool. I don't know. That's that's a that's a hot. I love uh, Metroid GBA cartridge right now. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, dude. I, I love Metroid, but my knowledge is not is not really like I, I don't know all about it. So. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, so I've been enjoying that one quite a bit. Um, and then I've been, I guess the games I'll talk more about are go, both dude. PlayStation games. So I've been playing Spider Man. I've been playing <sighs> the 2018 and your first time game. playing it, right? It, yeah, it's my first time playing it. Okay. It's such a great game. Yes. Uh, very, very smooth. I really enjoy the story to it. You know, it it doesn't fall into like the maybe it does. I'm trying to figure out the right way to say this. It is a very great video game story in the fact that it's a lot of relational stuff uh-huh. that's going on yeah. and not. And, you know, like people can relate to. Right. Um, especially a bunch of the stuff with uh, Peter and MJ. It's all very cool to watch un- unfold. And then just like the fact that we kind of came into a Spider-Man who's already been doing the job for, I don't know, a decade at least or something like that. Yeah. So he's like mature in the fact that like he knows his job and he, you're not having to go through like the learning your powers type thing. Right. And so that was another thing that was really cool. I think about uh, like God of War uh, 2018 and the fact that's coming to like the character in the middle of their story. And you're kind of having to think back of what happened before. And it's like piecing it together uh, as you go and, you know, seeing the relationships develop and stuff like that. So that's all very good. I actually kind of enjoy the quick time events more than i thought i was going to okay cool cool uh just because like i feel like that's such a playstation 2 mechanic oh, oh, um, yeah. oh and, yeah but you know they do it quite a bit but it's done in a way that's very it makes a lot of sense to me especially like the quick time events where you have to like quickly aim over somewhere else and it's like it really does keep you a little bit more on your toes and a little bit more involved yeah and then allows those very cool cinematic moments that you can't just like accomplish otherwise. So that's been good. Um, I think I'm in the middle of act two. Okay. So I'll definitely have a lot more to say about it. 
I think down the road, but I did want to also talk a lot about, uh, Kana Let's Bridge go. of Spirits, Let's go. which I've been playing a new PlayStation so five game, new PlayStation five game. I think it's also on the Epic game store for oh. PlayStation players. So it's from a, uh, studio called Ember labs. This I believe is the first video game they've made. I think most of their background is in animation. So it's a very Pixar, you know, DreamWorks kind of style and it looks gorgeous, especially on the PlayStation 5, especially after they patched out some weirdness with the cutscenes. Uh like day 1, there was some weird maybe frame rate or something was the problem issues and they okay. they patched it out like within the first day or two. Which, okay. So that really fixed a lot of problems, but it is a fantastic game for, especially someone who hasn't like made a game before. And it's, it's just so solid in its own. You'll see maybe if you listen to other podcasts or read other reviews, a lot of people saying that it's like a PlayStation two game and just the, I don't know if I would say scope or just the, how it feels to play it. Yeah, It's definitely modern in terms of graphics and everything on on that level but there's just a something about the gameplay loop which is very ps2 and it like takes me back to a bunch of my favorite games from that era or games i played whether it was like jack and daxter or you know i even think of tack and the power of juju which i've mentioned before as like invoking the same spirit of that game in terms of being kind of like very nature mystic focused spirit power focus type stuff yeah um and and so it it really has learned a lot from other modern games but there's just something about it that will invoke nostalgia for people who played a lot of playstation 2 okay or or you know i guess even gamecubes that same era too and x um but just like in the terms of like the 3d action you know not quite open world but you know the 3d action platformer games um, kind of like the ones I mentioned, it definitely invokes a lot of the same, I don't know, gameplay moments, mm-hmm. but it learns a lot about like navigating the world from something like, I don't know, um, Uncharted or Jedi Fallen Order. There's a lot of moments from it that remind me of like Ghost of uh, Tsushima. Okay. Wow. And there's even a lot of things that it makes me think of like God of War 2018. So there's like a lot of really great elements from modern games, great animation, and it's just a lot of fun to play. Nice. Nice. I've been, yeah, I've been seeing a lot of good stuff about it. The screenshots you've been seeing, sending me some screenshots from the game and you you could tell we're in a different place with PlayStation five and just newer hardware, even the Mm -hmm. Xbox series X. The fidelity that you can get from these games is unbelievable. And it's not necessarily always just fidelity for fidelity's sake, but it's it is the 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 quality of the artwork and the style that is being put mm-hmm. into these games that stands out a lot. And Kana has that. And you you sent me some screenshots because do they have a proper photo mode? Yeah, they do. Okay. So I by seeing some of these screenshots, I'm like, man, this looks clean. Like it it, it looks really really good and i've also like you said i've heard a lot of people say that it is like a playstation 2 game in a good way and i think it's just in the mm-hmm. sense of like just the way it flows and the way you play it out it just feels very playstation 2 not bad but what i've also been hearing from a lot of people is the fact that one the fact that this is ember labs first game 
everyone is so excited to be like, okay, this is what they could do on their first one. I can't wait to see what they do with the next one because that they've now that they've got the the structure down. Let's see when they're able to just start putting some more into it, and maybe the second one can be a proper open world game or who knows what. But I, I've been hearing a lot of great things about Kana for sure. Yeah, for sure. It doesn't feel like a studio who's just made their first game, in my <laughs> opinion. Uh, there's a lot of things. Of course, there are some things that you can critique and kind of nitpick at that are like, hey, this is our first game type stuff. Um, very similar to when I played Blue Fire kind of stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, because in my mind, it's like that's a new studio too. They made their first game, but. And that game is phenomenal. I'm not saying this to slight that game because that game I love for what it is and it's really good. But what they've managed to do with Kana, and I wonder how much of this has to do with being in, I don't know, in what's what's the phrase? But they're, you know, they're talking with PlayStation. They're partnering with PlayStation. Yeah. They probably got a lot of help from that network for sure in terms of being a, like a, you know, I guess you'd consider a second party game. Exactly. Second party exclusive. exclusive. Is it timed? I think or it's exclusive. It second party. It's second party exclusive. Okay. okay, cool. And they probably learned a lot from those other developers and got a chance to talk to some really like good game developers while they're making it and it shows. Whoever designed their combat encounters is you know, deserves I don't know, a big bonus. They they deserve like a promotion <laughs> or right. I don't know. There's something about the design of the combat encounters, despite it being like what you would think, oh, this is like small studio, first game, like this stuff is probably going to like end up getting pretty repetitive. But the combat encounters are all so fresh and unique. And even though the skill tree isn't like super deep, there is a skill tree and mm. it's like it are, provides enough variety and play style and that I, I i don't know what to tell you it's like these combat encounters to me are great really good nice um they make you have to think about doing different things and they really make you consider the environment quite a bit uh there was like one combat encounter i guess i'll get into it i don't i don't think it's too spoilery but there was one combat encounter where it was like split between three race platforms and so it was very easy to fall off and there's kind of like a grapple shot type ability okay. that you have to use to get back to the platforms and then i kept getting knocked off the platforms by these like you know uh aoe um like attacks and then just like instinctively one of the times i got knocked off i kind of went into like your aim mode like with your with your bow which also doubles as like how you grapple okay and then i was like oh my gosh because it slows down when you're in the air and you're aiming i'm like i can keep myself from falling off because i can grapple to that other the other thing now and i hadn't thought of it yet and it was just like so to me it was like so cleverly designed and it made me feel so smart for figuring it out and i'm just like these kind of rewarding moments and like combat and the way they keep it like varied is like that's like top-notch stuff yeah yeah. And so like they deserve a lot of praise in my opinion for for that. Um and amongst other things I've already kind of like raved about. Awesome. Awesome. I'm really excited for that game. I mean, like uh like we said, it is kind of like one of the only other exclusives that PlayStation has 
I think for the rest of the year, other that's it. It was technically like Deathloop and Kano, right? Solar Ash is a PlayStation Thank exclusive. Thank you. Solar Ash. I, it well. might be timed, but it is yeah. at least launch exclusive. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm hoping Ember Labs is kind of playing in the space of um, ooh, the people who made Returnal. Uh, I hope they're they're playing in that space of like Housemark. Housemark. Thank you. I hope Ember Labs is like Housemark or PlayStation is like, let's help you out. Let's see what you can do. If you do well, then maybe acquisitions are going to be in talks and bring you on because not to be, I'm not trying to say anything about media molecule, but I don't know what they're doing. They've been so invested with dreams and I felt like media molecule was the artsy fartsy studio for PlayStation. They, they could be working on something. We do know that they made like two games for dreams inside of dreams. So they are probably busy doing something else. I feel like someone like Amber left for PlayStation is a awesome get because I don't know if we're going to dig into Ratchet and Clank much longer uh, just because now that Insomniac is busy with Spider-Man 2, Wolverine, Insomniac is a beast in and of themselves. So to have another studio work on something that's, I mean, kid-friendly, like it's a kid game, but kid-friendly in the sense of like, it just gives off that aesthetic, I think is perfect especially the fact that Sumo Digital, I think they just got acquired by Embracer Group. So they're no longer playing, making Sackboy's Great Adventure anymore. So I'm hoping that something is working out in that regards for PlayStation and that they sweep them up because I feel like that'd be an awesome get for PlayStation and their studios as a whole. So, um, Adam, yeah. do you have anything else you want to add in regards to what you've been playing? Um, no, I think that's it. Cool, cool. Uh, last thing I do want to add for you is the fact that it is interesting that you're going to be playing this game with the new Spider-Man face. I played it when it was the original guy before they switched oh, his face out. So yeah, I, it's going to be hard for me because in Miles Morales, you don't really see his face all too much. Um, and so when the next game, Spider-Man 2 comes out, it's going to throw me off just a little bit because I'm not used to that new face. So either or. Going into what yeah. I've been playing, and I'm just going to get through this real fast. I've been playing some Destiny 2 uh, on the Xbox Series X. As a matter of fact, Adam, you've also been playing uh, Destiny 2 here or there. Uh, we're, mm-hmm. we're back into it. We've talked about this a couple episodes ago. We're back in it. This has been like kind of my multiplayer game that I've been playing on the side. Haven't been playing much Warzone. Haven't been playing much Rocket League or anything else. Destiny's been my game. So as of right now, I am going through the DLC to just get through the stories and then from there on, I just got to do get into the grind and then get ready for the DLC, which is the Witch Queen, which comes out in December. So I'm just setting up, getting ready for that, mm-hmm. jumping in whenever I am. But the main game that I want to talk about is a little game by an indie studio called Kojima Productions by Hideo Kojima, Death Stranding's director's cut. I haven't, I haven't been uh, buying much games recently, just been kind of playing with what I have. And I thought, look, the upgrade to the director's cut is just 10 bucks for me. I bought the game and you get the digital, the digital edition and the director's cut for $10. Easy win, easy win. So I just snatched it up, popped it back in. And I was, I was convinced by digital foundry, which I, I got to say this guys, when we, we live in a world where there's a lot of video game outlets, go do your homework and go look at all the different outlets if you want to. But what I will say is you're going to learn and get to a point where, where you're like, okay, I side a lot with these people. So I'm just going to go to them majority of the time. That's great. What I do got to say is every single time that a game comes out, 
I would always recommend go to Digital Foundry because their reviews are very different compared to everybody else. They really go into mm -hmm. the back end, the resolution, the, the way the game plays, the stability of the game, the frame rates. Like they get into the nitty gritty of the games. And the review on Death Stranding really convinced me to get back into the game. And then Hideo Kojima himself was like, hey, with these new upgrades, I would recommend that you kind of start a new story all over again. And I honestly was maybe three quarters of the way into the game. And then I stopped and I convinced myself, let me start all over again. I'm not the kind of person that likes starting games all over again because it just turns me off from ever playing the game. Uh, my brother deleted my profile to Metal Gear Solid 4 two times in a row. And I've never gone back to play Metal Gear Solid 4 because it just really ruined it. I didn't want to go through the entire intro all over again and play the first four hours all over again. It's, that's just how I am. So yeah, popped in the game and the resolutions on this, you got some options. You got performance and you got quality. Obviously, performance is in, re is in uh, focusing on frame rate and then quality is in focusing on resolution. But it doesn't stop there. They even added a widescreen mode that allows you to, it adds black bars, a cinematic mode, and it adds black bars to the top and the bottom of the screen, but allows you to have a wider view of what you're playing. And on top of that, the resolution is crisper and you get like, I, they don't even know, even Digital Foundry was like, we don't even know how they did this. But when you play on performance mode, it is literally running at 60 frames per second the entire time. Nothing hitches. When you play in quality mm -hmm. mode, you notice that you actually are running on a steady 60 frames per second. It is usually on certain cinematics that they said that you see a dip. And then when this, when a huge boss battle happens and then a lot of things are going on, it will dip within like the 50s. But weirdly, when you play in the cinematic mode on quality, you are sitting at a steady 60. And so they don't know how exactly they just messed with it in certain kind of ways, but it, it, it worked. I tried out the cinematic mode. I, I didn't, I didn't enjoy it just because I felt like I couldn't like your Yes. You get a wider view, but it's not really filling up your entire screen. It, the black bars kind of take away some, some, some bit of it. And I just want to see that game completely sprawled out on my TV. So I went back, mm. I went on quality mode because I was like, look, 60 frames per second for majority of the time, except for cutscenes and maybe a boss battle here or there that dips to the 50 range. I can deal with that. And man, I got to say, dude, jumping in from the very beginning, I, this game is awesome, man. I, 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 I want to recommend it to everybody, but I know for a fact it is not a game for everybody. It is a very niche game. Mm -hmm. It is very weird and very off-putting to play nowadays. When, when Kojima finished the game and he was talking about what he wants to work on next, he legit jokingly was like, I want to stop predicting the future. I want to just make a game and just make a game. And, and Kojima's always been known for, you go back to Metal Gear Solid 2, and Metal Gear Solid 2, he's talking about uh he's talking about false narratives in, in in the news he's talking about corruption he's talking about memes he's talking about all these different kinds of things from in america and this is hideo kojima from japan like and that's metal gear solid 2 that game when you played it back in 2001 you you were like what well, i don't understand this playing that game now or looking at stuff from it now is the most off-putting thing ever because you're like how did you get it right death stranding came out mm. in the fall or the winter of 2019 mm -hmm. and we're in 2021 
a pandemic has happened and death stranding is all about an invisible illness that has gone over the entire earth everybody is quarantined underground and the only people who are out and about are delivery people that are giving items to different peoples within the cities of america called the uca it's the most off-putting thing dude because you hear you hear them talking and norm marius is like the quarantine, this and this and that, you know, and the illness. And if you if 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 you die, everybody has the illness. So the big thing about the game is if you die, then you can cause this this crater that happens that just is this negative effect that's going on with the world. And it's and it's a it's a it's a story, dude. So all that being said, the game is beautiful. I've I it's weird because this is a PlayStation 4 game. Seeing this game on PlayStation 5, I played Demon Souls, I played Returnal. I played uh, Miles Morales. I, I, this game looks way more beautiful than any of those games. And hmm. it's the fact that the game is not like any other game. It is. It's a lot of people like to joke around and say it's a walking simulator. You can't make that argument. I would, I would, I would, I would argue and say that's not what it is. It's a very different kind of game, but you are Norman Reedus traveling, trying to deliver these packages to certain areas and the fact that they were able to focus so much on not only him, because it's weird. The fact that they put so much detail into the characters, the way that they look in the cinematics, I was like, that is Norman Reedus right there, like on screen. And it's funny because even Digital Foundry pointed out the only time that you see it like a dip in, in, in quality, even in performance mode, is when you go up to the mirror. Because there's a moment where you can go underneath your bunker, mm. you look at yourself in the mirror, and it's the game having to load it double time. And the quality yeah. that you're seeing, like you could tell that Kojima was like, push as much resolution on him to make him look as good as possible because they did. And the cinematics look great. The terrain just looks absolutely amazing. And so just playing this game, it it is so, so good. And I think to me, and I know a lot of people were like, Metal Gear Solid 5 is Kojima's magnum opus. I would have to disagree with that just because Kojima wasn't able to finish it. He had, he had to cut it off soon. So the game is kind of unfinished to an extent. I would have to say Death Stranding is his magnum opus because his ability to, this is his cinematography pushed to the max and his love for music pushed to the max. Like I, I'm not spoiling anything, but there are moments where Kojima loves music and cinematography and he melds them together so well that there's a moment where you're walking and you know when it's going to happen. You start walking and you have to go to a destination and the camera is like any other normal third person camera. Not super close to you, but you got a good depth of view, depth of view behind Norman Reedus. There's moments when you're getting to this big landscape. The camera starts zooming slowly really far out and then the music starts playing and he's picked some of the best indie music to start playing. Like a little roar is like one of the main artists that's on the soundtrack for this game. And this starts playing and you're just walking just through the grass going through the, and it might start raining a little bit and you're just walking and it is, it is the best mood ever, ever. And I, the fact that I've already played this game three quarters of the way, there is a moment and I'm not going to say much, but there is a certain moment that you're walking in a certain area. And again, Hideo Kojima does that same thing again, but that, like I remember playing that on the PS4 Pro, mind you, back in 2019, and literally looking at my wife, and like a tear was literally coming down my face. It was like he 
captures these moments so well. And so that's all I'm going to say. Death Stranding Director's Cut, Hideo Kojima, loving it. I'm going to beat this game. I, I, I Playing it all over again, I'm kind of enjoying it even more by going over some of these areas again. And sure. um, I'm really excited to see where the game goes past wherever I got up to. But I'm so excited. I love this game. And I've already dipped into a little bit of what they added, which was like a firing range. And just by playing that firing range, because that was not there before in the original, I was getting Metal Gear Solid VR missions vibes. Like, I, I was like, this is Hideo Kojima. We're back, baby. We're back. We're into this. So that's all I got to say. Death Stranding. If you have not played it, go play it. And if you don't have a PlayStation, it's on PC. So go check it out. Go, go check it out. It is an awesome, awesome game. Um, all right. Question. I got, I got an answer. So you're telling me that even though you hadn't even finished Act 1 of Ghosts of Tsushima, yeah. you restarted Death Stranding 75% of the way in Absolutely. and are probably going to play it all the way through. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, great. Good, but, good to clarify that point. But uh, to be quite honest with you, um, it was literally between Death Stranding and Ghosts of Tsushima, which one I was going to jump into first. So okay. Hideo Kojima had to come first. And then once I'm done with that game, Ghost of Tsushima is legit the next story mode game that I'm actually going to next because there just hasn't been much going. <laughs> nice, nice. We got our gin over there. Um, after Ghost of Tsushima, I mean, after Death Stranding, I'm going straight into Tsushima. I want to beat it. I want to get through it. And then after that, I'm not quite sure what else is coming out for the rest of the year that actually intrigues me. I I'm not really interested all too much You'll lately. Pick up Kana. Yeah, Kana. <laughs> I haven't even played Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart yet. Uh, we have Deathloop that literally came out that I want to play really, really badly because I love Arcane. So there's a lot of mm -hmm. stuff happening very, very soon. So, well, guys, thanks for listening. This is the XP Podcast, your bi-weekly casual video game podcast. If you guys enjoyed it, those who are listening on podcast services, please rate the podcast on whatever service that you are listening on. That way, people, when they search a video game podcast, we kind of bump up a little bit higher, 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 higher up to the top. So give us five stars, please. If you're watching on YouTube, hit the thumbs up button, subscribe, hit the bell to be notified whenever we come out with any more content. And talking about content, I just came out with a new movie podcast called Press Play, where me and my friend Michael review movies. We just came out with the first episode. It is on, uh, mm -hmm. why, why am I blanking on Shang-Chi? Shang-Chi, thank you. It is on Shang-Chi. And as a matter of fact, the next one that we'll be doing is going to be on Venom, let there be carnage. Um, I don't know what to expect from this movie. I'll be seeing it tomorrow. So again, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Till next time. Peace out. See ya.